All right, welcome to episode three of Views from Outside the Huddle. It's your host, Preston. I'm Randall. And uh, we got a special guest on today, Coogan. I'll let you introduce yourself. Yo, what's up? I'm Coogan. Um, I work with the Sioux Falls Sky Force and NBA G League. Thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, uh, yeah, we can get started. And, uh, yeah, if you can just tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got into basketball, your journey along the way, you stop at OU and everything. Uh, just go for it. Give me give me the timeline. Got you. Not yeah. I mean, I'm from Oklahoma, a suburb of Oklahoma, Edmond, uh, Oklahoma City. And um, pretty much I've been fortunate to be around some good basketball with the Thunder always just being really good and stuff like that. And um, when I was younger, I realized uh, I wanted to be involved in basketball somehow, but not really playing it. And so I kind of looked into it more, figured out Presty was really the guy behind everything. Was And so I was like, one day I kind of want to be like him. So then college came around. I was like, I need to be involved somehow in basketball. So Decided to be a student manager for the basketball team at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, and then managed to graduate in like three years and then, uh, which was this last summer and then kind of still helped out with OU and um, worked with USA basketball and then ended up taking a grad assistant spot with Laurel Roberts men's basketball team for like two months. And then uh, I got an opportunity to work with uh, the Sioux Falls Sky Force and the G League, and I couldn't pass it up, and I'm working with them right now. So along the way, what would you say has been one of the most crucial uh, points of your journey in basketball? Got you. Not, um, probably where I started, you know what I mean, working in college athletics and then kind of seeing the full process, the day-to-day operations, the traveling, like really what goes in to kind of having uh, having to know the inside life of what hoops kind of looks like in a kind of more professional atmosphere, right? Cool. Yeah, so um, we met at OU and everything when you were a manager for the, for the team, Um so while you were a manager at OU, and I guess as a GA at uh, Oral Roberts for the short time you were there, uh, who's the coach that you've kind of learned most from? Was it Juan? Was it Porter? Um, I don't know the coach's name at Oral Roberts when you were there. but Gotcha. You know, yeah, Coach Mills was the um, head coach at Oral Roberts. He was an assistant at Baylor for like uh, a really long time. I don't want to say how many years and be wrong about it, but for a long time. Then he got the head coaching position at Oral Roberts. But, um, man, uh, Coach Kruger was obviously the first coach I've ever been around, and uh, he's probably had the most impact on me because of it's like I've been around him the longest. But uh, it's great that I was around Coach Kruger, Coach Moser, and even Coach Mills, because they're all different in their own ways. Like, Kruger was probably one of the smartest guys I've ever kind of been around, to be honest. Like, uh, the way he kind of moved and the way he did things was so different than everyone else. And uh, I just respect it now, especially since he left. And then Porter intensity, like, I love his intensity. I, I love how kind of just enforces things and stuff like that. So, 
and coach Mills is really analytical and I really like that part of him like kind of getting to look into things with a more analytical perspective so all different in each way so coach Kruger he's been around the game for years I mean obviously he's retired now uh, he had a very long career at Oklahoma spent time at Kansas State I know as well what was one of the most important things that you think you learned from him yeah, um, the most important thing that I kind of noticed from him was just, like, like no matter what happened, no matter how frustrating a, a time was, like, he always kept his composure. Like, I mean, it might be, like, one of the worst games we've had, and this guy would just shake everyone's hand and just be like, I'm still proud of you. Like, we'll bounce back, and he just keeps in composure so well. He never really got mad as much because that wasn't the way he kind of moved. And it actually kind of – it kind of rubs you the right way too, like as in like, dang, like I kind of want to kind of treat players like that too, you know what I mean? Instead of like just being upset about things because what what kind of negative – like pretty much having a negative um, personality towards those guys affect them after, you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, Lon's a great coach. He's he's had a ton of players go through him too, like Buddy Yield and Trey Young and everything. So I mean it takes a special coach to be able to handle players from that caliber. But uh so as a manager there, I know so like what did you really do as a manager? I know you helped out with like equipment and stuff, and I know you said you got into a little bit of the training side too. What was your favorite aspect of, of managing? Right. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Uh, for me, it was just kind of getting to learn everything. You know what I mean? Uh, just doing a little bit of everything. Um, I think the best part of it all was kind of like this last year, kind of being like the, you could say like the head manager and kind of, uh, kind of just overseeing the other managers and making sure everything's going smoothly. Kind of showing these guys like the example of being a manager, like. You know, a lot of people, like, a lot of people are trying to be managers, and it's not easy to get to where, like, me or, like, the other managers have got into of getting that position. So don't take it for granted and just setting that, you know, standard. So I think that was uh, the best part of it was kind of, like, learning there and then kind of showing the other guys the standard we've kind of had as a manager there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think – the biggest thing was learning sports code, like kind of cutting up uh, clips and stuff like that. It, it, yeah, that's like a necessity now. So, you know, being around the teams, what was your interaction with all the players across uh, each team that you were around? What do you mean by that? Uh, so I guess like how did you interact with the players? You know, what was y'all's relationship like? And did you really be, uh, were you able to form you're kind of a bond and a friendship with these athletes that you're getting to work with. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the biggest thing in sports really is like kind of like, you know, being, uh, you know, being a good, um, good influence on those guys too, even though you're around the same age as them. But uh, I would say like, you know, they would look to me like as somewhat as a friend, but I know there's a fine line between friend as you work kind of in, a sports environment so like you know especially working with them and seeing them every day there is a fine line because like 
like as manager you're on staff you're not there to be you're, you're not there to be their friend and like you know what i mean so just enjoying those moments but like knowing when things like you know when it's too close they like to chill out who would you say was the best while while you were at OU and Oral Roberts that you guys have spent time around like skill set wise yeah skill set oh uh probably Austin Reeves Austin oh yeah that makes yeah. me cold no, yeah, he was crazy. Like I, I always thought that he had a chance, but like, it's just a matter of how he was gonna, you know, showcase it. Yeah, and how well we were gonna do. That game in the tournament against Gonzaga, I think, really helped him because OU lost, but he went off. Right. No, yeah, I was there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was pretty sad to be honest. End of an era, really. And we had a chance that game too. We were playing well. Yeah, no, that, yeah, we were, we were fighting with him, but it was just like, we can't keep on playing catch up, you know? Right. And Tim, Timmy in the second half. Yeah, Timmy's real good, especially, um, especially that game. Was that the year when they had like Kispert and, um, who's their, who's their uh, center? They had a good center. What it was is it wasn't Jalen Suggs, Kispert. Uh, oh, it's Suggs. Yes, yeah, Suggs was there too. And then okay. obviously Drew Timmy, and then yeah. uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, no, nah, I think it was just I'm, I might be tra- and then uh, the Joel, the kid from uh, who played in the Lakers too with Austin the first year. He was oh yeah, uh, Joel Ayai, I think. Oh yeah. I'm terrible pronouncing names, so I didn't even want to try. But, um, yeah, him and then – I'm trying to think. Was Nemhart there? No. I think yeah, he, he was, was there. He was. Yeah, he was. It's been a minute, bro. Yeah, he is. And he's now the highest-paid second-round draft pick. Yeah, who's the, who's the Nemhart on now? I don't know. The Pacers or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That team is stacked. And Timmy's still there. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I guess money talks for him and his game. His game isn't very certain, you know. His style of playing isn't really certain in the NBA, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I know um, as a manager, you got to compete in, like, the, the Big 12, like, manager games, too. Uh, how fun was that? And, and give me give me a little insight on, on what your stat line looked like after the game. And uh, it was fun. The last year was pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't play almost every game. So, you know, I had some DMPs sometimes because I would just, you know, I had other things going on. But low-key, looking back at it, I would have showed up to every game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I do all right. You know, double figures, nothing crazy. But, uh, you know, we had we had a good team, you know what I mean? So it wasn't really a lot of shots to get up whenever – you have um, a legend like Clay uh, Clay Custer, so that was nice. So uh, going from from OU and everything, how did you get that that position at Oral Roberts? And how I think you were a GA there, correct? Yeah. So what? So what is the differences and similarities between GA spot and a manager, like a head manager at OU? 
But yeah, I mean, Jiang could, uh, I mean, it just depends in a different place, right? Like, I think being a GA at uh, OU is a little bit kind of different than being a GA at Oral Roberts because, like, the amount of people you have on staff at OU versus the amount of people you have at RU. Um, so, like, there's more things to do maybe at RU for me. And so, um, to be honest, um, for me, it was really just uh, – what is it? We kind of just, like, the GAs at RU kind of – kind of broke down into certain players and had our guys to work out every day and were charged kind of like just, you know what I mean? Uh, what is it? Like just kind of just making sure those guys are getting their shots up and everything like that. And then, uh, you know, a lot of fit, like just film stuff, um, a lot of stat stuff. So like um, we would break down and kind of do um, like advanced stat stuff, like paint, like, you know, how many points we score off of paint touches versus non-paint touches and stuff like that. So um, versus OU, like uh, there was more of the equipment side to it. There was more of, you know, um, there's more equipment with OU because like RU is a mid-major and OU is a Jordan school that's a power five school. So like that stuff was more serious and like, and RU is like whenever we got it, we're just giving it out. You know what I mean? And like I didn't really like take care of that much of the equipment side over there. So maybe the biggest difference probably just equipment and then um with RU being just more and more on the floor. So what was your favorite uh, part about your role on the floor and being able to interact, I guess, more personally with those players at Oral Roberts? Right. I mean, uh just kinda I mean, really just kind of being just being there through the process of just, you know, seeing them uh seeing their tweak their games and stuff like that. Um and really uh we had like shooting challenges, so these guys really like had to get um a certain amount of shots kind of done by a certain amount of time. Just challenging the guys and so like seeing who was the first to finish, if like one of your guys was first to finish on that, like that was probably the coolest part. A lot of shots, though. So, I mean, you're running around a lot doing that type of stuff. But, yeah. Did you ever get to work with uh, Max Admin during your time at Oral Roberts? I know he's a really good, uh, like, kind of offensive player there. Yeah, Max, yeah. No, I, uh, he was cool. Uh, he's a good dude, honestly. He's a super, super nice guy. So, how did you get the – how did you transition from Oral Roberts to – uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force. Like, did you have a connection there or something from OU? Like, how did how did that play in your role? Did you, did you just reach out to them? Yeah, um, it's crazy to be honest. Uh, pretty much, like, I mean, I was like, I always kind of just you know network, kind of talk to people a lot, and just kind of conversate with people. And then, um, one person I knew knew the head coach here, and kind of just talked to him about me and he was just like hey like something opened up here like um and then pretty much like whenever the guy I knew that knew the head coach was like I got the guy for him and he was talking about me I got on a phone call with the head coach and it was kind of like you know the vibe was feeling like it was leaning towards wanting me to come out there talk to the president um for Sioux Falls Sky Force and it was going the right direction and then just waiting for paperwork from uh, pretty much like the, the heat 
And then uh, after that, like I had to go talk, you know, to Coach Mills about the situation. And then uh, he just told me, like, pretty much do what you got to do. We've done it without you before, so we'll be fine. But we'd love to have you. But, I mean, talk to the people you trust during this business and see what you got to do that's best for you. And so I kind of just took that. I had to go to the, you know, I just had to go because it was like my way in kind of thing. What's something that you learned in your time in college, whether that be at Oral Roberts or at Oklahoma, that you're using now um, with the Sky Force? Right. Um, it's just a little bit of everything, to be honest. Um, I feel like um, we were, I was in such a good system of like being really organized at OU. So like I kind of got a feel for everything, like kind of like common etiquette pretty much for like certain things like reading the room and stuff like that like I feel like if I wasn't working at OU I wouldn't know and that just came natural here and then kind of just doing things like um I was doing stuff like I was coding stuff at Oral Roberts for a little bit and then I kind of got introduced to that at OU as well so like knowing a little bit about coding games and stuff like that or just coding anything really and sports code like helped me out here because I code a lot here. So for the listeners that don't know what sports coding is, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? What like, what is that? Yeah, so sports code is owned by Huddle now, and it's kind of like a sports analysis software where you kind of break down film, uh, like break down games or break down a player, and you can like categorize categorize pretty much like the game and just make it shorter. So like if we're going like if we're going against the OKC Thunder versus the Dallas Mavericks, right? Um, I can code the offensive side for the Thunder and the defensive side for the Thunder if I worked for the Thunder and pretty much was like uh, just only pull up the offensive clips and the defensive clips, the sideline out of bounds, the baseline out of bounds, and then like coding either the player minutes, like who's on the floor at this time, who's uh, shooting shots, who's making what shots if they're twos or threes and like it can get more in depth of like play sets and uh stuff like that so it's very it, it, it's something you got to get used to but like if you got a little feel for it then it's not too bad you know what i mean for sure that's really cool i that's something i would want to play around with if i ever got the opportunity um or yeah just interact with that software but uh yeah that's really cool so do you use that a lot at um on this on the Skyforce, um, yeah. Can you kinda tell me like what 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 all is your role on the Skyforce? Yeah, so on the G man, it's like really just doing a little bit of everything, you know. What I mean, so I'm on the floor as well and doing stuff with that, like kind of helping out with like scout and then uh, doing the the coding stuff. And pretty much when I do coding stuff, it's more so. Um, live coding games so like during our games like yesterday like during one of our games i'll kind of be like plugged into a live feed and on the computer and just we're uh, pretty much recording the game through our computer and just live coding the whole game and then so once the game is over like pretty much a couple minutes after i'm kind of up to date with it so i'll be done offense defense and all that other stuff is done encoded for our coaches after the game so i can get it to them and they can go watch it either on the plane or whenever they need to and it's coded and then yeah then a whole bunch the g is crazy i mean like 
you know, with two ways and all that stuff. Like when they fly in and out of Miami, we got to make sure they're kind of taken care of, making sure our players are situated too. Uh, pretty much it's, it's really the jack of all trades. So that's why like taking this job for me was really a no brainer. Cause I'm learning so much. I learned a lot and I haven't been here. I've only been here for about a month and I've learned so much. So, yeah. So it, is uh, does your role with uh, the Sky Force have you based in Sioux Falls, or is this more of a, you know, you can be wherever you need to be as long as, um, you know, you're with them on game day? Yeah, uh, it's as I'm based out in Sioux Falls. I live here for this season, and uh, I I actually enjoy it. Um, I think when you're around a good staff, like things are work a lot smoother, and I'm around a really good group of people. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, so what is what is Sioux Falls like? Do you like it? Is it where you kind of like, oh, what am I going to do in Sioux Falls in my free time? Or uh, has it has it lived up to expectations or is, have you really enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a good, you know, I had a good group of people like I met in Oklahoma and stuff like that. Like I'm a pretty social person when it comes to that type of stuff. So like leaving everyone behind kind of sucked. And then realizing you know um i'm kind of like the first one like out of like the people i've kind of grown up with like that's moving out kind of thing of the state and so uh not knowing much about sioux falls i kind of just you know kind of have lower expectations so like the expectations kind of exceed get exceeded and that's exactly what happened this place is pretty cool um but i mean i think oklahoma is always going to be home so i feel like oklahoma is just going to have that edge but uh, I'm happy here, so just miss people. You know what I mean? For sure. So, what is your? You, I remember you said that at the beginning that you really were enamored with Preston, uh, how he's the man behind the glass. Is becoming someone in that role kind of your end goal, or what? Uh, you know, what's your ultimate goal? Yeah, I mean, Preston's someone that like Preston's someone that I really. Um, really kind of just like had like the model you know out planned out for like okay like kind of the way he moves is kind of the way summer i like to move because he's been so successful but in my own way so like ultimately kind of being in the front office kind of maybe like an aspiring future gm but like that's so hard to do so me saying that is like one in a million right but just really now as I've been working in basketball, just being happy in the business. I tell a lot of people that. So, but yeah, I'd like to work my way up in the front office of an NBA team, to be honest. So you'd rather do like front office stuff rather than like be um, on the sidelines, like as a coach or a trainer or something? Probably. And like, if the coaching stuff uh, presented itself, then it'd be a different case. You know what I mean? Cause that open, you know, that window opens, then I might have to take it, but if I had to kind of choose, I think, I think I'd be good on the front office side, like just scouting kind of like just the moving counterparts that not a lot of people see, you know what I mean? Farming draft picks like, like Sam Presti does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But like, you know, a little bit of that. Do you play uh, like the, the my league on 2k and just kind of run your own, you know, run your own team as a, as a GM. Do you ever do that? I did way back, bro, but not in a while. So, dude, I still do it. It's pretty fun. Getting perspective, proven. Who's someone that we should watch out for in college basketball this season? 
and what the Big Twelve or like are you talking about just in general? Yeah, let's go. Let's go in the Big Twelve. In the Big Twelve, uh, dang it, that might be a little biased for me because I might say someone from OU, right? But there you I go, thought, boy. But I mean, Grant Sherfield's going to be a good player at OU. He's um, yeah, he's going to be like he's a he can score the ball and he can he's a really good passer. So I think he'll have a pretty good year with them. Honestly, if I had to guess who, and then like a young guy from OU, I think uh, Los will probably be good too. I love Suzanne. Oh yeah, so I am. Um, I tuned into. Uh, I, I covered the Thunder, and uh, after the Thunder game, I checked in on uh, OU versus Sam Houston State, uh, which OU unfortunately fell. But I was impressed with uh, Milos Zidane in that game. He looked he looked pretty good. So that, he's one that I keep my eye on as well. Right. No. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if I'm thinking outside of the Big Twelve, man, uh, I think great. Uh, I think Grady Dick will be pretty good from Can- uh, from Kansas. Yeah, him and uh, Jalen Wilson. Right. Yeah, I think Grady. I think Grady will be really solid, but that might be kind of a hot take too because he's just been he's he's been playing pretty good though. And Adam Adam Flagner looks pretty good too this year. So from Baylor. So those guys kind of have interested me. What do you think about uh, Debbie on at Texas Tech? Because I know you probably worked with him. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I'm happy to see him back in the Big 12. Um, seeing what he can do for Tech, uh, interesting to see how that would go about. He's a hard worker. So. Tech has such an interesting team because not only do they have him, but they also have Bill K.J. Allen, from, who was on last chance too, who is kind of an interesting player in his own right. He's really – he I don't – he kind of is the Zion style, Not obviously not that type of player, but he's that style where he's kind of like the – Shorter forward who's really strong and athletic can go up and dunk and rebound on anyone. Um, and then they have a big guy named Daniel Bacho, who is right. more of like a, a stretch big. So their team's really interesting to me. Who do you think has been your biggest help, like on your journey? Um, or kind of shout out some people that have been really instrumental in, in your career, uh, just any part of the way. Right. Uh... Shoot, there's a lot of people to be honest, bro. To be honest, that's uh, that's a hard one to say. I mean, uh, definitely people I've kind of been around, like uh, pretty much our co-manager at OU, um, his name's Marco. He he helped me out a lot. Like, just kind of he set a standard when it came to like the manager stuff uh, for us, and kind of just stick through it. And he's helped me out more more than I can even thank him for. You know what I mean? And right. Obviously, coaches and stuff like that have helped me. A GA that introduced me to Sports Code way back. He works with the Jazz right now. His name's Will McNeil. Uh, he helps me a lot. Um, obviously, I uh, Sam. Uh, so I talked to Presty a little bit, and Presty's someone I just kind of talked to here and there, and uh, kind of just just you know getting a like miss like a like from him, or just getting like you know one, like a couple words from him is just pretty inspirational for me growing up you know these were the reason why i'm like wanting to pursue basketball and then obviously my parents too but nah yeah and then coach dagnall gave me a lot of um a lot of he spit a lot of games to me as well but there's just a lot of people other managers around the big 12 like 
who I've talked to and GAs. It's just everyone's the real ones really try to help you out. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. just a lot of them like from USA too. like, I've really made some good connections with USA, like being around uh, this summer in Houston with that U18 team, the, the training camp pretty much in Houston. That was really, that was really beneficial. Cause like I was around uh, different D one coaches. And then also like, you know, the future of basketball, the U18 kids, some of those guys are going to get drafted. You know what I mean? Right. So, I didn't even was, know you did that, man. How'd you how'd you get involved in the U eighteen uh, USA thing? Yeah, it's honestly a weird story. So like the so one of the guys from USA actually reached out to me asking if I was interested in working, and it was so weird. Like I didn't know. Like like it wasn't weird. It was just crazy because he had asked me, and he was like, "Are you interested in working? Like helping us out?" And I was like, "Yeah," but like I was like I thought it was too good to be true. I was like. Yeah, but then, like, he hit me up again. He was like, okay, so can we figure out dates? And then, like, I figured out dates, and um, I was going to work with U18. I couldn't do U17. U17 was in Colorado, and then I was on support staff there, and then it just happened. Flew, uh, flew, flew me out down there and then uh, was with that staff. And, man, I don't regret any bit of that. Just, it, was so, it was so fun, and uh, th- that was the first time in training, like, you know, a training camp where college coaches, coaches could come. And so like a lot of big time college coaches came, scouts came, NBA scouts came because there's NBA, there's NBA, like, yeah. NBA guys there. So who, who is the, like, give me like a top two or three players that are, you saw down there. Uh, yeah. Some players that stood out to me, um, this one, I don't know if he's NBA bound, but the way he moved and the way he, the way he was so routine based, and he was just like old. He was just way. He's above his time. Jared McCain for sure, one of them. And then, uh, if I had to say anyone else, I was around uh, a guy who was just super talented. Uh, was uh, Cam Whitmore, but if I'd probably say Jared Payne and Anthony Black. Oh yeah, oh, Anthony wow. Black. He's at uh, he's at Arkansas, Arkansas, right? Yeah, AB was really cool. Like he was a good dude, and he knew what he was doing. He's from Dallas. Yeah, Dunk Duncansville, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Duncansville. Yeah, dude, Arkansas yeah. is probably gonna be cold because they got uh, him and Nick Smith and Jordan Walsh. Yeah, Walsh was there as well. I'm trying to think. Um, when it came to those guys, those two, um, A.B. and Jer- uh, McCain was just different. Like, he, I think he just stood out to me the most. If I had to pick one guy, it would be McCain. And then, like, if I had to pick another, it would be tied with, like, to be honest, uh, A.B. Clear Aware was pretty cool, too, because he was a bit, like, uh, he's playing in Oregon right now, had a chance to go overseas and m- make – a good amount of money decided to go to Oregon and then uh trying to think who else would uh and Mark Armstrong was pretty interesting to me too he he goes to Villanova freshman there okay yeah I haven't I've never heard of him yeah Cam Whitmore got hurt I think if Cam Whitmore didn't get hurt he'd probably be a lottery pick but um yeah, I think he – I don't know how long he's out for, but, yeah, that was really cool being around these guys 
they're all competing. And like, I was around some guys that got cut. So, cause like you were there with the whole group of people that mm-hmm. they invite and we start cutting it down. And so, um, it was cool seeing certain guys that got cut and you're like, damn, this guy probably will get cut, but he might have a chance at the league. You know what I mean? Right. That yeah. is really crazy. I remember, uh, you said the U 17 team was in Colorado, right? Yeah. Colorado Springs. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one day, um, I think I was going to like my cousin's wedding or something. Um, it was back in 2015 and I was in Colorado Springs. That's where we were staying. And we went to a Chili's, me and my mom and my grandpa and, uh, walk in there. And then like right after I get sat down, uh, these three like huge, huge dudes walk in and I looked at him. I was like, dude, I think I, I think that's Jason Tatum. I saw him on balls live. I, you know, I looked over there, I keep glancing, and there's three dudes over there. And I looked it up, and uh, it, was, it was Jason Tatum. He was with uh, Harry Giles and Josh Jackson. And I was like, whoa, I'm just at a random Chili's in Colorado Springs. <laughs> I did not think I'd be seeing them. But, yeah, they were at the Team USA. I guess it was U17 at the time. Nah, yeah, that's nah, – yeah, that it's so cool, like – you never know who you'll see, bro. But like, to be honest, like a goat. If if you see three of them, that means you're there's probably like twenty of them nearby. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but um, yeah. Matt, funny talking about USA basketball. Before I got this job, I was actually supposed to be helping out with the uh, the USA qualifiers. And, oh wow! Uh, and that was in DC. And I don't know who's on the team right now too much right now. I know David Stockton's on there. Because a lot of vets. You said what? Isn't it a lot of vets that do the qualifying? Yeah. It's guys who, uh, guy, you know, a lot of guys who maybe do good in the G League or guys who used to be really good in the NBA. So, yeah. But so, so I, David Stockton, that's uh, the son of John, right? Yeah. He uh, he plays on the Fort Wayne's uh he plays on Fort Wayne Mad Ants, or he played one game, then he had to go to USA. And, uh, I mean, he's really their only point guard on their team, really, other than another guy named Eli Brooks, who came from Michigan. But when he left, uh, I think Eli Brooks was still kind of hurt. And so, like, uh, Justin Anderson and Gabe York were, like, kind of splitting off, like, the PG kind of role. Justin Anderson had, like, 13 assists prior to playing against us. So Justin Anderson's running point now? Some, like I mean, it's more of like uh, he gets the rebounding goes kind of thing. But he had 13 assists a game, uh, the game before we played him. Dude, yeah, wow. I've seen his his G League highlights, and he looks insane, man. Like I don't know how he's not on a roster spot right now. Yeah, I think his whole perspective and his mindset's really just, um, I'm older, but I'm giving these new guys buckets. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and so he'll. I mean, he might get. He might get a 10-day or something like that. He might get a call, though. Man, I but, want the Mavs to get him back. He was one of my favorite players, man. I just liked, like, his his whole play style when he was yeah, a rookie. Takes, I thought I thought he had a huge upside. Takes a lot of shots. So, like, that's one thing. Like, he took a lot of shots against us, too. So, mm-hmm. him and Gabe York take a lot of shots. But they score the most. So you said you knew uh, – you talked to Presti a little bit and, and Diagonal. Now, were they kind of the ones that facilitated um, whenever you started coaching that semi-pro team? 
in in the city? Were oh, they, did they help out facilitating that? Wait, say that again. Like, what do you what were you saying about that? Yeah, like did did Diagonal and Sam Presti were they kind of the ones that helped you um, get those contacts and everything to to coach that semi pro team? Oh no 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 no. So I mean, it's it's really a pro am team. Like you know, where Chet, where kind of Chet was playing at, LeBron was doing it, but it was in OKC, and Whatever Trey and like. Buddy Hill, all that stuff playing that. But um, I I knew the owner who ran that thing like early, like per, like right before COVID, like was really about to happen. You know, whenever he got sent back home, uh, uh probably your sophomore year, mm-hmm. uh, that year, pretty much, um uh skins was like still going on while everything else was like shutting down so skins got all the traction and i had kind of had mutuals from the owner the owner was like i talked to him i was like i see the potential in this like would love to help you and then uh would love to help out anyway kind of gave me like the instagram whenever it was like at a thousand followers and then now it's at like 12 or maybe 11 and so I kind of grew that thing. Just just try to help out the city any way possible. I love OKC, man. So like, just trying to help out any way was my thing. Like I'm not a like I'm not a social media guy who's passionate about that stuff. But like, uh, if it was to help grow the city and grow, you know, this prime, I try to help it. And then I ended up coaching like two seasons, and uh, I had Basley on my team one game uh some former uh d1 d2s and then obviously like some overseas guys and current d1 guys last summer because um we got d1 sanctioned as well so uh i did i kind of talked to dag about it but uh i didn't actually i didn't talk to him about it how about that because like you know that time like i don't know how them coaches kind of feel about um about those guys playing prams, especially with Chet getting hurt and stuff like that in a pram. Yeah, that's tough because they're balling right now. If they had Chet, they'd be looking really good. For sure. But, uh, that Trey Young shot, that Trey Young uh, shot in game in the Skins League really helped it uh, go viral on social, didn't it? Right, for sure. I had <laughs> to, I had to get to it with that one too, and kind of like milk that one out. And uh, it was really cool. I was there, so it was it was a fun. It was like a fun atmosphere too. When Trey Young played recently this summer, I my team played. I think like two games before him, and uh, so that was cool. But uh, it wasn't the same because he really, he really was like there and just put it on for Norman North because that's where it was at this time. And but it wasn't nothing could top like a game winner and then like a guy kind of chiming in. And stuff like that, but now, yeah, I think the best thing about that was just coaching guys that all were older than me. Maybe most of the guys were older than me, and they responded kind of well. But the thing I took with the grain of salt was that was whenever we had late game situations and I had to drop something because, like in those type of prime situations, you don't really, you don't really drop stuff until the very end until you have to, and then I yeah, do have some more freelance, right? Yeah, it's just more so like managing these guys making sure these guys are, you know, in the right headspace really and making sure you're right, making the right subs, but, um, and just reiterating things. But when it came to, that's where I kind of enjoyed it. Like just doing the late, late game scenarios. Cause at the same time, like my, my like 
plotting and scheming for those sometimes aren't the best right so like i get to learn and kind of figure out how i wanted to do things like some things i regret you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah like a position where i let let these guys rock and we were up by up by three and we could have been up by four missed the free throw and instead of thinking of intentionally fouling i was just like let it rock and of course this guy makes a three an, an unrealistic three that <laughs> would happen against our team and then uh we ended up losing by one i think in ot so stuff like that i always i always have a reason behind working behind something so i can get better some way somehow you know what i mean right that is crazy managing like those big personalities and everything like i mean did bays like respond well to you and everything uh yeah, I mean we talk like we would talk and stuff like that, but um, yeah, I mean that was a whole beige show at that point. Like I mean, like he was getting double teamed and all that stuff. But talking to him, yeah, I think he's definitely a, like some guys are, some guys in the league are just different. Like, and so you got to realize kind of thing. But he was a good dude. I mean, it was just more so like I, I'm not gonna take him out the game because like <laughs> like everyone is there to see him, right. I'm he's probably too. I, I, <laughs> I think he had like 12 or maybe like 11, bro, which was because like we had a little guard that like is pretty much like big in, in our skins league and he was clamping and they would like help defense on him too. So that didn't make it any better, did it? So. Dang. Yeah. Well, that's a I, crazy experience, man. Not many people have the chance to, to, you know, coach like NBA players like that. You probably weren't even expecting it either. Nah, yeah, I don't. I'm not with all of that stuff to be honest. So like, whenever, whenever uh, I did do that, that was pretty cool. I've kind of coached some cool guys. I mean, some of them are just friends too. Like, uh, I think mm-hmm. a guy I had Sean Padula. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was one of the guys that played with me this summer. He's a start. He's starting PG at uh, Virginia Tech. Oh wow! And he's from Edmond, and I kind of knew him because I'm from Edmond, and yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah. Just out of curiosity, just because I'm also an Oklahoman now, where did you go to high school? Yeah, I went to Edmond Santa Fe. Santa Fe, cool. Very nice. You're not. You're. Right. I thought you're from Dallas, right? I uh, I'm I uh, am I went to high school in Texas, but I actually lived in Edmond um, as a kid for a little bit with my grandparents. I went to uh, Centennial Elementary School for like two years. You went to where? Centennial Elementary School. Oh like yeah, okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you. So, what are you doing now? So now I actually work for Visit OKC, so that's the, the tourism board in Oklahoma City. Uh, and then I cover uh, the Thunder part-time for Inside the Thunder, which is the sports, like the sports illustrated affiliate for the Okay, Thunder. so you know Ross Lovelace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I know Ross real well. Okay, got you. No, yeah, that's my dude. Oh, that's, that's uh, Yeah, he, uh, he and I actually both used to write for OU Daily as well. Uh, and then he, he left. Right. No. Yeah. And so, dang. So all y'all boys have been kind of splitting up. 
Preston Denton, mm-hmm. Texas, right? Yeah, yep. I'm Denton. And then, did you check in with DH before you got there? With DH? <laughs> I'm just playing Davion Armit. Oh. <laughs> no. Dude, that guy, I, I don't think I've ever interacted with him other than uh, like eighth and ninth grade. I would play him in AAU. Um, and then we had this thing called Metro Crest where like all the DFW high schools would like throw together like summer teams. But right. that guy – that guy busted my ass every single time. I And my coach was like, oh, we got to pick up full court. I'm like the shortest dude, so I'm guarding Davion because he's a point guard. I'm not yeah. going to pick him up full court. I was just getting smoked the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. He was really good in high school. Yeah, and he had Jalen Wilson on his team too. Yeah, and he was actually a bit like more – I think he was better in high school than Jalen was. Jalen was a little bit more raw, to be honest. Yeah, he was. Davion was like on Team USA, I think. He was, yeah. He got a he got a gold medal. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Davion has family in Edmond. Like uh his grandparents stay in Edmond. And so yeah, his grand it's crazy. So like his grandparents are actually live on the same street as one of my childhood like childhood friends who lived on the same street as James Harden did when James Harden was in OKC because he lived in Edmond. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So every time I was like driving past uh, Davion's grandparents' house, when I would go uh, see one of my boys who lives on <laughs> in the same kind of cul-de-sac as them, that was kind of funny. And I think James Harden's brother now lives in that house, but his brother's wow. a barber, and so like I used to get cuts from him actually. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Did you ever get to meet James? Once he was with. Uh, I think that was whenever he was dating Chloe, I think. And uh, like they were like filming something and he was there. He was just shooting around outside when we were like kids, bro. That's crazy. Christian Dudo is from Edmond, isn't he? Did he go to Santa Fe? Uh, No, he went to Edmond Memorial. He went to Memorial, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Where's he at now? He's really prominent in that. He's. He's uh, pretty prominent in that Puerto Rican league that goes on in the summer. Uh, I oh, think he's playing okay. summer right now, though. But Puerto Rican league's in the summer. I don't know where he's playing at right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, he was he cold. Was he took player. a big leap his senior year. Yeah, he's a good player, dude. I think yeah, he, he, he – like, bro, he averaged like six – he had good numbers his senior year. And he just like – he just had the worst timing possible by anyone. Really? Yeah, because, yeah, like, COVID, like, oh, he yeah. literally, yeah, his team literally couldn't, like, he couldn't play uh, another year of college. He had to leave knowing he couldn't finish the Big 12 tournament. Mm. Um, that was sucked. Reed's first year at OU, right? You said what, sorry? Wasn't that Austin Reed's first year here? Second, but first year playing. He okay. had to sit gotcha. out one year. Gotcha. Because the transfer back then, right? Yeah, now you can just play immediately. Facts. Uh, yeah, that probably made him mad because I think his best year was actually whenever he was sitting out. Like, he was on scout team being the best player on the team. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I heard so many stories about him on scout team where he was just unreal. <laughs> just that playing 40 on the starters or something. 
Dude, their scout team was crazy. They had him and uh, this other walk-on that was really good, and then uh, Kirk Quet because he redshirted too. Oh, <laughs> and he's playing at Marquette now. Yeah, he he actually graduated. Uh, he's actually done. He's oh. playing overseas now, in summer oh, first division. Out. Yeah. Oh wow. Shout out to him. Yeah, he played oh, in the okay. summer league for a little bit. I got I got a question for you. What? So I I was a tutor in the OU athletic department, and I tutored Rick Asanza. I always wondered why did he not get more time on the court, considering OU had no bigs and this man is seven foot one. Right. Yeah. Um. Rick, so Rick played basketball, like started playing basketball, like, like pretty early, like pretty late, to be honest. So he picked uh, up a basketball okay. pretty late. So like he's still catching up on a lot of like things, like being on the court. Like he may look like there might be flashes of him looking like a beast on the floor, but he really is like, he really like needs more of the, he needs, he needed a little bit more time. And trust under those co- like the coaches, you know what I mean? Like you needed to have like a coach that really trusted in him and was like okay of making like seeing him look completely lost sometimes, instead of like instead of just giving it some more time. He's playing now though at LMU. Oh, shout out to him. That's awesome. He was he was always a really nice guy. So I'm glad. Yeah. glad dude, he's a good dude. Like I mean, this guy was like, this guy was raised the way where like like. He's in school right now, and he's taking his he's taking his schoolwork seriously. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe Randall was one who instilled that in him. <laughs> I don't know if Randall saw that to be honest, but he was doing he does like all this mi. Uh, I don't even know if he's mis or what major he was, but he does something with the computers and stuff like that that he's like always working on when we were on trips and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, it might have been mis. I, I was an mis minor. But I never had a really many classes or anything. Right. Okay. Got you. Well, man, I mean, I don't really have any more uh, questions on my end. Do you, Randall? I think I'm, yeah, I'm good here, too. Anything else you want to touch on, Coogan? You want to throw out there? Oh, uh, man, just uh, since you know about Skyforce, just keep posting with them. If you want to ever talk, or if any of y'all need anything, just hit me up. Seriously. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it was great having you on. Yeah, no, for sure. Maybe one of these days we'll run 2K or something. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we can play pro in. Dude, my I need to get on my player though. Like I, I haven't even I haven't even like worked on him yet. I I haven't had time. Like the timing of that game coming that. out was maybe the worst timing possible. It's like <laughs> I really haven't played. Yeah, I feel that man. I, I don't play nearly as much as I did last year. Right. I feel you. I'm. I'll, I'll grind on it at some point, maybe. Not. Do, right. I mean, like grind, maybe thirty minutes straight. <laughs> playing and then, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, hit me up when you do, man. We can we can get some park runs in. Bet. Yeah. Well, my line's always open, boys. So just hit me whenever. All right. Appreciate you hopping on, man. You have a good. Just, you have hey. a good week and good luck against Windy City. Got you. I appreciate you. It was good to talk to you again. Yeah. Likewise, man. Take care. Right. You too, man.